nobody in their right mind who's a Christian is going to play around with foolishness and things that are going to be distracting from the coming of the Lord if you thought Lord was going to come. How would your life be changed right now if we knew the Lord was coming back tonight? What would you have to do before you go to bed? How many people would you have to call and get things right with? What would you have to bring into order? How many things in your life would you have to change? The Bible says if we believe that Christ is coming back, it's going to purify our lives. It's going to make us holy people because it's a practical thing. We will renounce sin in our lives, you see, if we believe that Christ is coming back. And you can add to your list Titus 2, 12 and 13 and 1 John 2, 28. Number nine in this list, Jude 21 to 23. That's right before the book of Revelation. All right. Let's start at verse 20. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. What is Jude saying? He's saying, if you believe Christ is coming back, you're going to reach the lost for Christ. What is he saying? You're going to pull them out of the fire. How many of you have unsaved loved ones? Many of you do. But you don't have forever to reach them. You just think you do. If we believe that Christ is coming back, wouldn't there be a sense of urgency in our lives? Wouldn't we try to figure out every way we could to touch the people around us who don't know Christ? I'm sure we would. For you see, prophecy spurs us on to service. You see, the idea that some folks have is that there are some who are prophetic-minded Christians, and what they do is sit around in small cloister groups, uh, dissecting the prophecies of the Bible and recounting the toes on Daniel's beast. If you really understand prophecy, you will be the most motivated, aggressive, powerful people for Jesus Christ that you could ever be. And I'll tell you, the greatest fear I have as we start to study the book of Revelation is that somehow we're going to get all wrapped up in all the intricacies and the symbolism of this book, and we're going to lose our hot hearts for Jesus Christ. If the book of Revelation and prophecy doesn't help us to become better Christians, then I'm not doing what I should do when I teach this book. And I'm going to take every opportunity I have to make the practical application of prophecy to your life and to mine. Because if I don't, it'll be a sterile study, interesting to some, but of no value to anyone. There's one last thing, and with this I close. Turn back, if you will, to 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 through 18. It's an amazing thing to me how often as I have studied the Bible, God has given me personal illustrations to make the truth live. I want to tell you something. Prophecy changes the way you live. And so if you have your Bibles open to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, let me show you what I mean. Verse 13, but I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, those who have died lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. That's the way the world looks at life. If they don't have any hope, their sorrow is without any hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who are sleeping in Jesus. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we will always be with the Lord. Now watch this. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. 
when I know what the future holds, I can face today. When I know God has a plan for tomorrow, there isn't anything that comes our way that doesn't get somehow put into sync and in perspective. And we're going to see that every time we open our Bibles to the last book called the Book of